This episode of the Side Alpha podcast is sponsored by EF Johnson, a JVC Kenwood company. As a leader in mission-critical communications for more than 90 years, we have made it our mission to make safe simple. This is Fire Rescue One Side Alpha podcast, putting fire service leaders in front of hot topics facing firefighters today. Now here's the executive editor of FireRescueOne.com and FireChief.com, Chief Mark Bashore. Joining us today is Chief John Tiffany, 46-year fire service veteran, having started his career as a volunteer, then rising through the ranks of the Montgomery County, Maryland Fire Rescue Department to the rank of battalion chief. He then took the position of deputy fire chief with the rebuilding of the Charleston, South Carolina Fire Department after the tragic Sofa Superstore fire. John served as the interim chief for Charleston in 2017 and 2018 before joining the National Fallen Firefighter Foundation as the director of fire service programs. In his spare time, Chief Tippett continues to volunteer with the North Beach Volunteer Fire Department in North Beach, Maryland. Chief, thanks for taking the time. you got a full plate there. I appreciate uh, you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Uh, it's a real pleasure, and uh, we, we really appreciate the opportunity to be able to have some uh, time to chat with you today. And and I appreciate it. You know, we're going to uh, roll into a, a discussion for our listeners today about uh, crew resource management. Um, but before we get into really the connections of uh, crew resource management. Can you define uh, crew resource management for our listeners? You know, I think a lot of times they think, oh, I, I manage my crew all day long, but you know, we're really talking about more than that. Can you give them a sense of what it really is about? Well, certainly. We, um, you know, it's, it's a very interesting um, program and it uh, basically is a leadership enhancement tool. Um, and I, I know a lot of people are uh, when they first hear about it, they're, they're afraid that they're going to uh, lose their authority or their position. But basically, it, it, it provides a multiplier of the workforce uh, that a leader has working with them. It, uh, its primary goal is to minimize impact of human error. And uh, as an industry, we know that human error is, is, uh, is, is around us all the time. Uh, maximizes the resources that are available to that leader, and if that leader is is uh, having uh, an open mind, then they know that input is critical for them to make those best decisions. And I, you know, the fourth element um, that I think uh, kind of rounds out the definition is it institutionalizes some things that are very instinctive to us and allows us to bring to the forefront of our brain some some thought processes that were underlying and, and we didn't give a lot of credit to. Chief, I appreciate that. As we dive into CRM, uh, how did CRM find its way into the fire service as a thing? Well, that's a, a very uh, exciting um, intro to, to how it made its way. There, there's a gentleman named Gary Breeze that was the executive director of the International Association of Fire Chiefs uh, who attended a conference back in 1999 where uh, CRM was, was presented. And it wasn't a fire service conference. Uh, one of Gary's uh, hallmarks was his ability to see beyond the walls of, of the industry and look for solutions to problems. 
So he came back to the IFC. Um, I had recently started working for them uh, on a part-time basis, and it was a project that was handed to me, and he said, I want you to evaluate this and see if there's any application for the fire service. From there, uh, we, we received some seed money from Dennis Smith, uh, the author of um, Engine Company 80, Report from Engine Company 82 and a host of other books, and also the founding editor of Firehouse Magazine, and uh, also some money from the U.S. Fire Administration to pull together a meeting of uh, leading uh, thought leaders in the CRM world at the time, which was primarily the military, um, the uh, aviation industry, and actually there was a fire department in uh, Wyoming that had implemented CRM on its own. They just happened to, to find it. <clears throat> along with uh, some of the fire service luminaries at the time, uh, Chief Alan Brunacini, uh, Chief Dennis Rubin, and some others. And um, at that meeting, the consensus was, after the CRM people presented their, their information and the fire people um, listened to that, they said, well, this is something that we can really benefit from. So that launched um, a program of introducing CRM to the fire service. It uh, the IFC ended up uh, obtaining some additional grant money to produce uh, a CRM primer. Uh, there was also some additional meetings. Uh, some training was developed uh, that was made available to fire departments. And from that fledgling element, um, it, it started to gain ground. Uh, I was able, because of the, my affiliation with IFC, I took it back to Montgomery County. Uh, our leaders at the time thought it was a remarkable find and allowed me to uh, develop training programs for Montgomery County in addition to being able to carry the message out across the fire service. Uh, that's great. So you mentioned kind of military and aviation routes. What is it that those industries and, and others that were using uh, CRM, what is it that they learned that we can learn for those that haven't embraced CRM yet? Well, the story really begins with the aviation industry. They, um, as an industry, they had determined that you know every time a, a commercial airliner went uh, went into the ground, it was really um, a, a tremendous tragedy and, and horrible for business. So they had gone down a path of industrial change, engineering modifications, but another crew would come along, another uh, industry, another group of pilots would come along and they would find another way for, for an airplane to crash. So uh, a really bright um, human behavior specialist, Dr. Robert Helmreich, uh, started listening to the cockpit voice recording. So one of the technologies that came out of air crashes was developing a way to find out what was going on before the crash happened. And uh, Dr. Helmreich um, postulated that uh, it was really more uh, of a, a problem of the culture in the cockpit than it was the engineering uh, issues or the engineering things that were pointed to as the reason for the airplane to crash. So Helmreich, um, through his work, identified that it was more human error and more human interaction that was leading to the problem. And he was the one, he's considered the father of CRM. Uh, originally started out as cockpit resource management. And from there, uh, once it was introduced in the aviation industry, it was, you know, it was certainly not universally embraced in the very beginning. And uh, eventually it, it became um, the wave of how the aviation industry made their 
their planes safer. Certainly the technology plays a role. Uh, we, we certainly are, are safer in aircraft today through a, through a multitude of, of engineering improvements. But one of, the, one of the elements that the aviation industry points to as a game changer for them in, in improving their safety was changing the culture of the cockpit, um, creating this dynamic where uh, people provided input. Uh, they weren't afraid to speak up anymore. Uh, they were actually encouraged to provide input to the captain of the aircraft. And that, that um, uh, caught wind with the military. Um, military has huge aviation elements as well. So it kind of filtered across um, aviation worlds and then from there uh, moved its way down into the rest of the, the military community. So really it's, you know, it's about uh, people being empowered and the realization that uh, culture more than mechanical uh, are really the roots of a lot of our problems. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the aviation the, 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 and the folks in the aviation industry, uh, Linda Connell was, uh, um, uh, I would say, probably one of uh, my most influential mentors in the CRM world, uh, managed the aviation safety reporting system. And one of the um, elements that the aviation industry put in place was if a pilot or a captain or someone else in the air crew filed an, uh, a near miss report, for instance, then uh, they were given um, something akin to a get out of jail free card. And that helped also bolster promoting uh, better interaction between the crews. In addition, they did some pretty significant culture shifting because the cockpit of the airplane was a lot like uh, the cabin of a ship. Um, what the captain said went, uh, the captain was omnipotent, uh, the captain was expected to be all-knowing, uh, you didn't question the captain, and uh, aviation uh, recordings, black box recordings were just filled with elements of crews attempting to point out things to captains, captains uh, downplaying it, or actually rudely shutting down communication, and then the next thing you know, uh, you know, there's front page news about a an airliner that crashed and hundreds of people were were killed. So, yeah, and and you know what you say there is a, uh, a definitely a challenge for a lot of fire service leaders when you think about the chain of command as a um, um, as the tipping point for people. Uh, this culture, the culture change around uh, crew resource management, really does challenge the traditional thought of a linear chain of command. So how how can the fire service um, really employ CRM in daily training and response to improve our service as opposed to uh, people thinking it's attempting to break the chain of command or you know create some foreign environment that uh, challenges the chain of command? I think uh, you know the most difficult element um, I've encountered with introducing it is that human factor again that you know that leader who is not open um, who is um, concerned about having their position usurped so whenever um, we go into a, a CRM training class one of the first things that I try to emphasize is that this is a leadership enhancement tool it, it does not alter the chain of command in fact uh, the CRM enhances the chain of command because it, it provides the leader with um, a more open environment to be able to get input from people. 
because the you know the greatest failing of a leader is not recognizing that they can't see all, don't know all, will will are, are just as susceptible to error as, as anybody else. So, um, in convincing leaders um, that this this will actually make them not only more effective, but a better leader is is one of the um, hallmarks of the program. Are there specific ways that you can um, uh, give our listeners advice on how to employ CRM in training uh, to develop their uh, to develop their folks to help embrace the concept? Yes, I think, and you know, we learned this through uh, interacting with the aviation community. It, it has to be a program that's introduced at all levels. Uh, you know, the fire service has has sort of made a history of. We have a new program. We bring it in to the next for the to the next recruit class, so that when that recruit class rises in the ranks, they'll be able to put this stuff into place, and that creates um, an incredible lag time in effective implementation of of progress. So one of the things that we do is um, uh, in some of the uh, crew resource management training that I've, I've uh, delivered uh, and programs have developed. It, it, it's tailored to the individual group. So uh, if you're talking to a group of company officers, for instance, you, you emphasize the fact that this is a tool that makes them better. And you also point out that um, as a lot of other groups have discovered, um, CRM was being employed by effective leaders probably for generations. You know, not every, not every captain of a cock in a, in a cockpit was a Captain Bly. Not every surgeon um, was omnipotent. Uh, there were examples of people using CRM uh, before they knew what it was called or what it was. The most important element of CRM is it institutionalizes the concept so that everybody is on the same page of uh, what, what you're trying to accomplish, which is uh, complete the mission in the most efficient manner and, and ensure that to the best of your ability, everyone gets to get back to the station. We'd now like to take a brief moment to recognize our sponsor, E.F. Johnson, a JVC Kenwood company. When the mission is critical, no one has time for complexities. Kenwood's Viking Fire Safe software enhances communication awareness in a dynamic fire scene environment, allowing firefighters to focus on the mission at hand. We know that you rely on radio communications as your lifeline. That's why Kenwood is committed to providing you high-quality P25 portable and mobile radios that are easy to use. We make safe simple. Visit us online at www.efjohnson.com. So as we uh, think about CRM, uh, you know, one of the things that historically over the years I've seen the ebb and the flow of uh, checklists. And when we um, when we talk about checklists, you have some that love them and some that hate them. Uh, some, uh, especially some of the people that we used to call those salty uh, chiefs, uh, refused to use checklists of, of any kind. Um, but how do checklists factor into CRM and how can the incident commander use them on the fire ground to, you know, to help keep everybody safe? Well, I think, I, I, I think the answer to that question is, is in the very end of your your um, inquiry there, and that's the, the checklist is another level of, of improving safety. Yeah. Uh, we introduced uh, checklists um, and tactical worksheets um, when, when I was in Montgomery County, and, and 
uh, have no shame in saying we saw how well they worked in Phoenix. Uh, we had a director that was very, very enamored with the Phoenix model of, of, of how strategy and tactics was delivered, and he brought that back to us. And we found that as the fire ground became um, not only more complex, but the number of incidents um, fell off as, as, as we improved in our, our, our um, community risk reduction efforts, there had to be some other tools provided to commanders um, and company officers for that matter uh, that allowed them uh, to have uh, something to enhance their ability to, to accomplish things when they were in that time compressed element when uh, the, the, um, the call really was particularly challenging. And, and, and because they didn't, you know, we were promoting people at a, at a faster pace than had been done in the past as well. So people had to be better prepared. And the one way to do that was provide them with um, mental ticklers, uh, little documents that provided them with an ability to recall things that may have gotten past them in the, in the, in the um, heat of the moment. And we also took a look at, you know, how were we, uh, you know, if you went back to the apparatus check sheet, uh, you know, we expected our drivers every day to use a check sheet with inventory and, you know, a process. And we thought, well, boy, how short-sighted of what short-sighted uh, we were not to carry that successful process up the ranks, so that we um, we we weren't missing anything when when the element happened. Yeah. And then when I got to Charleston. Uh, we, we allowed a group of battalion chiefs to create their own uh, tactical worksheet, and we found that it enhanced their capability as well as commanders, because there's just too many things going on, and there, there's no one way for an individual to remember it all, no matter how salty you are. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it's it's uh, sometimes I think that saltiness uh, was a, um, frankly, in some cases, a cover for luck, and the um, I appreciate the concept of the checklist improving safety accountability and really enhancing uh, capability. So uh, good stuff. Mm-hmm. So as we noted earlier uh, in in your introduction, uh, you're currently serving as the director of fire service programs for the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Uh, how do you see CRM impacting the uh, NFFF's uh, mission? Well, it goes hand in glove. Uh, in, in the role that I'm, I'm currently serving in, uh, our, our primary focus um, is twofold. Uh, one part of fire service programs is uh, the element that goes out to fire departments when they do experience a line of duty death and help them get through that. The other part of it is uh, creating programs that prevent that, uh, what we call the preventable line of duty death. We, we certainly recognize that there are circumstances beyond our control, and, and I think one of the great misconceptions is the um, the NFFF mantra of everyone goes home. That's a you know that's a goal. That's that's like any any other goal that you set. It's an ideal, um, and, and, but you know there are going to be situations and circumstances that aren't going to allow you to, to fully achieve that. So where we see CRM coming into play is throughout all of our programs, whether it's everyone goes home. Uh, or the attributes of leading, which is another leadership program we've developed. CRM becomes a, a natural next step to introduce into those programs and allow uh, firefighters of this generation and maybe even some past generations 
that may have been introduced to CRM to have it refreshed in their mind and uh, continue to strive as far as close as we can to achieving that perfection that, um, you know, that, that uh, Vince Lombardi was always seeking, realizing that excellence was, was what you were really trying to get to because, because nothing is ever perfect. Yeah, fantastic. So as we close out, can you give us a little bit of look at what uh, what might be on the horizon for the NFFF in 2021? It's been a rough year in 2020 uh, from a just just about everything perspective, except I'll say that uh, you know there was a downward trend in the 2019 statistics on fire deaths, and I know COVID is uh, is challenged us, but as we look forward for the NFFF, what can we expect uh, coming out of programs this coming year? Well, uh, we've certainly been, as you said, challenged. Uh, we, we've had to find new and different ways to deliver some of the messages. Um, we all we recognize that, you know, that um, that human touch element has certainly been taken away, at least temporarily, but it looks like there's there's hope on the horizon. And we we're looking more at um, getting engaged in that human factor, dealing deeper into the, the cultural aspect, uh, the elements of how the human mind works, because that becomes, we think that really becomes the key. Throughout the, you know, the learning process in the CRM world, uh, you know, aviation laid out th their history where every time an airplane would crash, engineers would look at it, they'd create a new uh, widget or device or some other engineering safety measure that would eventually fail. Um, well, I take it back, it's the human that failed, not the engineering element. So dovetailing off of that messaging, we've started to move a little bit deeper into how the human mind is working under stress, emphasizing the accountability and responsibility of leadership and ensuring that, that leaders are, are strong enough and prepared well enough to make those hard decisions um, and sometimes unpopular decisions to ensure that they're, you know, they've done everything that they can to, to keep their people as safe as possible. So you'll see new programs coming out. We, we released a, a video documentary that we worked on with the Los Angeles City Fire Department called Go Down Swinging. It's the story of a significant near miss that their department experienced and then the reactions of the fire chief, uh, Ralph Terrazas, and his department in uh, changing culture. And that includes formally introducing CRM to the LA City Fire Department. So uh, they've let a contract out with, a, with another agency to bring CRM into their, their department, which is, which is pretty bold. Um, and it's, um, it, it's going through its motions now. We are, we are constantly on the lookout for new and different opportunities to be able to um, get into fire departments to talk about their culture and expand their minds and open their minds up to um, seeing how elements uh, and uh, processes like CRM can enhance their, their programs and, and um, put another layer of uh, a defense in place to, to get everybody back to their, their families. Yeah, no, that's great. And you know, you're right, it's for a department like uh, Los Angeles, that size and, and the prominence uh, to be embracing the CRM concepts. It uh, should be a wake-up call for a lot of departments that uh, maybe have sat back and 
uh, either ignored it or just kind of brushed it off. So we'll uh, continue to watch that. I appreciate the insight from you and want to capture some takeaways uh, for our listeners today. Number one, there are four elements to crew resource management. Those are first, CRM is a leadership enhancement tool. Second, it minimizes the impact of human error. Third, it maximizes all resources. And fourth, it institutionalizes instincts. Beyond that, CRM embraces the concept that most mishaps are cultural or human related more than they are mechanical or industrial related. CRM also empowers people to report problems more so than chastised, uh, more so than chastising people for reporting problems. After that, CRM does not alter the chain of command, but it enhances the chain of command. And we talked about checklists and determined that checklists uh, indeed improve safety and accountability and enhance capability. And lastly, we talked about some of the programs that the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation will be working on in 2021. And you can look for all of that material on www.firehero.org. We've been talking today with Chief John Tippett, Director of the NFFF Fire Service Programs. Chief, I appreciate your time with us today. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Chief. I appreciate the, the opportunity. It was a real pleasure. And if anybody has any further questions or wants more information on CRM or other foundation materials, they can uh, contact me at uh, jtippett at firehero.org. And there you have it. If you need any additional information, feel free to reach out to Chief John Tippett at J-T-I-P-P-E-T-T at firehero.org. I want to thank our listeners for joining us today on Side Alpha Podcast. Join us on Fire Rescue One and FireChief.com for all of the news affecting the fire service worldwide. This is Mark Bashor, Executive Editor for Fire Rescue One and FireChief.com. Keep safe, stay smart, and take care.